Hello everyone, and welcome to The Lex Files. It is a rainy evening slash early morning in the Philippines, and I hope whoever needed to go home is now at home, and whoever needs to be dry is now dry. I would like to discuss my... What's this? What's this word for it? My penchant. I like that word. My attraction to flowers. You see, flowers are one of the most beautiful creations in all of the living world. And there's a reason that people like painting them. Number one, they offer many options for colors, formations, species, placements. And they, they just they, they just never really stop giving you ideas. They're very inspiring and they're very beautiful when done right. When I started out as a painter about five, five and a half years ago, one of the earliest practice pieces I did was, uh, was a rose. And unfortunately, as with most people who begin painting, the rose didn't look like a rose at all. It looked like a blood cabbage of some sort. And it was quite disheartening because I could see so many videos about how it could be done, but my brain couldn't process how it was done despite seeing it right in front of me. And then I realized that it was really a case of repetition and practicing good habits and learning the techniques and the dis- and gaining enough discipline before you try to make something as beautiful and sometimes complicated as a flower. But as the years went by, I realized that one of the biggest reasons I made flowers was because I wanted to clean my palette. I really don't like wiping my palettes clean unless I absolutely have to start with a fresh set of colors and even then I would prefer to look for a different palette a ceramic one preferably thank you very much but instead of wiping my everyday carry I would just take the colors wet them on the you know wet them when they're on the mixing uh, mixing trays or mixing wells and then use those colors for excuse me for flowers a lot of people tend to think that flowers are just that you know they're they're easy they're simple plain but the truth is a f- floral paintings can become as complicated as you want or as simple as you want and either option is quite beautiful when done right. I think I already said that. But how does one do flowers right? How does one understand the complexities of nature and represent it in a brief instance on paper, captured for all of eternity? See, flowers are beautiful, and when they're painted on paper, they have to be given a certain 
reverence and a certain understanding. I notice that when people make flowers, it's always about getting the perfect shape and making it the most recognizable sunflower or calla lily. But nature isn't obsessed with form and function. It balances both of them and lets lets the flowers bloom as they will. The flowers are strong enough, then they will bloom, and if they're not, they will wither. And whenever I paint flowers, I realize that composition is important to human beings. Flowers don't really don't really put that much stress on it. They will grow where they will grow. And I love painting roses, wildflowers, dandelions, um, lilies, poppies, black-eyed bettys, because they exude a certain vibrancy with every stroke of the brush. You can see or you can sort of guess the kind of weather that the flower was struggling through. Was it too hot, too cold? Just right? A friend of mine asked me a long time ago if I would paint vanitas, you know, those Renaissance paintings of skulls and, and, and reminders of death, like, spilled wine or, or, or knives and, and old portraits that were falling apart. And I told him, I said to him, uh, every portrait, no, every floral painting I make is a vanitas. And then he said, why? Because most of the time, the flowers I paint are in vases or snipped from its stem, and even the ones that I paint that are still on the ground or are still growing on the walls or hanging from hanging from poles or, or beams, they, they're a reminder that everything withers, no matter how beautiful it is. I paint flowers because I'm lonely and I'm sad, or I'm broken, brokenhearted actually. I paint flowers whenever I feel sad because it cheers me up. Have you ever looked at something so innocent and something so true as a flower breaking through the ground, through cement, climbing up a wall, winding up the, the pole, blossoming where it shouldn't be. That's what I feel every time I, I paint a flower. That's what I want to feel every time I make paintings like that. And very recently I made two large, um, large paintings and both of them were flowers, of course. One filled with purple and red and the other one white and red and pink. 
I, it felt good to make them despite being in a very bad place. And I think as a painter, it's, it's good to acknowledge when you're feeling upset and when you're feeling down. I mean, as, as, as a person, you really should acknowledge these lonely moments and these frightened moments, desperate moments that tell you the kind of human being you are, the kind of person you are meant to be, or the kind of fears that you have. As an artist, it is our responsibility to change the world through what we do, and to represent the world through what we do. It is our responsibility to change what people see, and what people, what people hear, and what people read. And the beautiful truth of flowers is flowers much like people will will die when they're plucked from the ground but when placed where they need to be when watered when treated well given love sweetness care time they will grow I think personally I like making flowers not just because I find them relaxing and easy and comfortable and comforting. I paint flowers because I'm reminded that despite the dryness of certain aspects of my life, I am an artist. I am capable of creating wonderful truths. I am capable of creating dazzling illusions and good things will come out at some point. Good things will be possible and will be within reach if I keep going on. It's not easy though, it's not. Not every flower blooms in adversity. Not every flower survives. But sometimes I think, is this the day? Is this the day that this flower withers and dies. I don't know. I don't know if that's what's going to happen to me. And I don't know if any of my friends will remember me as a, as a flower, remember me as a weed, a creeping vine. I don't know if my friends will remember me. And I suppose it's one of those moments when I have to convince myself, or I am gently convinced by, by God, by the Holy Spirit, that I am more than just a flower, more than just something that grows from the ground to be plucked by some random passerby. I'm an artist. I'm a human being. I'm a person, I am a man capable of so much love and tremendous beauty. And I think the same thing can be said of all artists, or I suppose many other artists. If you're listening to this, I want you to know that 
you can grow in your adversity. You can be absolutely wonderful and joyful in what you do. Give it time. Give it time and you will grow up or you will grow far and wide. You will meet the right people, make the right choices after a few mistakes. They say that the grass is green on the other side, but as a friend once said, the grass is greener where you water them. Thank you very much for listening. I know that it's a bit of a roundabout episode. It started out with flowers and then humanity, but I hope that it was a bit entertaining for you, my dear listeners. Thank you for your time. Um, uh, I, I feel a bit tired, uh, but I felt like I had to post something, something that was good and at the same time sweet. So again, thank you very much. Please like and subscribe and share to your friends and comment as you see fit. This is The Lex Files, signing off. Good night.